Hello, and you're listening to the Seventh Reel. This week, we're trying to be on topic and timely here. Barbenheimer, you know, Oppenheimer, the 2023 film directed by Christopher Nolan, and Barbie, the 2023 film directed by Brett Ratner. Just kidding, it's Greta Gerwig. I thought it would be a good oh, joke because he's like a boyish director. Never mind. I don't know exactly anything he directs. Uh, it's directed by. Um, Who's we'll get there. Michael Bay. <laughs> oh my. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But but saying that. Mm-hmm. The, no, because this is like if you think of Transformers, that's like a kid's toy thing. But then yeah, oh yeah, that's you know what? That's true. That's what I meant. But I'm saying on record. But then, like as soon as they do it for women, it's like it's not viewed in this. It's not no, cool. everyone thinks Transformers stinks. Yeah, the, the, there's a revisionist culture now. Like, like they yeah, hate but that. People, movie. like a lot of people, still like it and think it's. I've cool. become no. actually anti-revisionist. I no, like them now. I think yeah, they're so excellent action filmmaking, in my opinion. Stop, stop doing I'm that. a Bay revisionist. Um, no, you you <laughs> just want to be like you know. He just wants to have an opinion. I just want to. Well, speaking of having opinions, let's talk about these two movies. Um, We watched both back to back. I don't know if that was actually the right decision to actually. These films are so different from each other. It's just the fact. It's weird how they're being mashed together as like one entity now. That's the one phenomenon. That's the fun thing that people are like latching onto. I think. Yeah, and they're both doing. This is, I think, Chris Nolan's best opening weekend. One oh, of really? his best, best, best opening weekends. That's not the Dark Knight part of the Dark Knight trilogy. No way. Yeah, I think so. I think he, he did really, really well. Inception best, better. I think it's Inception. better than it, it got because I think just the hype sur- surrounding it with the whole like oh, part, like I, it genuinely I think like I elevated. Is outgrossing it, but that's because it's boring. yeah, and it's not rated R, and kids can go see. No, it. yeah. it's rated like twelve though. I think. Or there was an Instagram mom going like, I'm sorry, I know I should have done my research that is PG-13, but within the first 10 minutes, there were sex sex jokes, innuendos that offended my, like, she yeah, bought, like, a nine-year-old. Like, That's fine. That's fine. I, I just don't understand. And I a movie is as harmless. I was 10. That's true. I also saw Wild Child, but I was 15. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have no well, excuse. <laughs> yes. No. Well, let's start with Oppenheimer. What do we think? I liked it. I thought I liked it, but then the more I think about it, I think it's quite a basic like mm. biopic. Yeah, it's it's all like you know Christopher Nolan, where it's like flashing forward, then backward, then doing all those things, and then there's black and white. And Did you think that helped to film or elevated it beyond the biopic? That like the fact that he decides to play with time structure as he does. I think we'll feel, like but at least it's consistent. No, it that's just like fools you. It's like. Oh, you know what? This is more clever than it is. Is but it though? It's not. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like like uh, Interstellar. It's like I don't know. It's one of those like really ambitious things that mm. is just very basic. But I like it when he's like he knows that he's doing a very basic thing, and then he's like, okay, but we'll do the best version, version of, that, of that, which is Dunkirk yeah. or. Yeah. Inception. Yeah, or the Dark Knight. Or Dark Knight. It's like uh, I'm, I'm working within these parameters, but when he reaches, it becomes like embarrassing. Like the Dark Knight Rises. This is not as nowhere as embarrassing as the Dark Knight Rises. No, it's good. It's, it's honestly overall, I think this is gonna be viewed favorably as like not one of the most embarrassing movies in his career, and I think it's a decent movie. But that being said, it's not like great. Did you think it justified his runtime of almost three hours? Well, there's a lot of material. 
so that's the only thing I can say that I have empathy towards him mm-hmm. to be like there's a lot to cover yeah. yeah why would you want to cut this part why would you want to cut this part there's so much like fascinating stuff in this guy but I think he picked the, the weird like more traditionally fascinating stuff yeah. but you know if you talk about him like they don't talk about the poisoning the apple really no right? it's just kind of alluded yeah. to in the beginning but if you talk about that stuff and how like you know because he was a mental wreck in his yeah. early years I, 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 okay so I've read the cu- couple yeah. I'm one th- almost one third of the way through the American Prometheus so I'm kind of aware of the, they barely touch on that yeah. in this movie they don't show any of his growing up stuff probably because Trying they don't want to age Cillian Murphy movie. down Killian well, Murphy. Also, because they don't want it to be a six-hour film. Yeah, because yeah. if you cover too much of it, like this guy, just so but much. But if happens. you like highlight that stuff, then becomes like, oh, is this just sensationalist gossip? But I think it's part of it. Like I, uh, in the documentary thing mm-hmm. they paired it with to promote the movie, they talk about how he was. He's not exactly like the best scientist. He was picked because he was like really good at coordinating people and holding everything in his yeah. mind. Like. It, it wasn't like he was like oh, this is the greatest theoretical physicist. He's just a good, really good manager. Mm-hmm. Mm. Stuff like that, and that he was very ambitious. So they were like, you know, you you could make a movie about that guy about being like, oh, you know what? I'm, I have regrets about this, but at the same time, he was like actually seeking it out, mm-hmm. like being like the scientist, the guy. The book brings um, shapes him as like a person who is very charismatic when he gets mm-hmm. close to somebody, and he makes people feel important when he's friends with them because he'll put a lot of attention on them, and mm-hmm. also because he comes from a very wealthy background. A lot of oh, times, yeah. he doesn't really see any material value. It's like, oh yeah, I wear the best suits, but he doesn't think anything of it because he's just raised in that environment. Yeah. It's only when he goes to Europe that he meets some of his other students, German students, who are like, oh, mm-hmm. look at the shabby clothes, back, yeah. like different economical backgrounds. It kind of, and he gave them. His, a lot of his stuff away uh, like he's a very I think he, he makes himself up to be a very good friend once he gets close to people yeah. but others found him of course insufferable because he's such a showman mm-hmm. because he loves the movie illustrates this by him giving that entire lecture in Dutch right yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of stuff which I mean again this is like the complaint people had with the Howard Hughes like the aviator mm-hmm. when they were like oh they didn't even talk about his racism and stuff like that or the rest of the, his like you know uh, addiction and whatever all of that stuff is cool mm-hmm. but there's only so much you can fit in the movie which now that I'm saying it I'm kind of changing my opinion again to a favorable <laughs> like, well, there's so much to cover do so much and this is what he found interesting in the story and what he wanted to and I could totally see why it attracts him to the material well if a guy's life could be like called like a material mm-hmm. Because if, if you see Inception as an allegory for filmmaking like and in, uh, Interstellar as like an allegory for him feeling very distanced from his daughter while he's working on all mm-hmm. of these projects, Oppenheimer itself can be, I think, can be viewed as him to like this, the bomb, the creation of the bomb is the his aspect. The creation of Heath Ledger's The Joker. Yes. The Dark Knight or just the oh. impact of The Dark Knight on cinema moving forward. Oh. I think if you see that as like a kind of is parallel, he opened... Yes, like yes, like, it is. I like he watching it and superhero thinking. movies like changed. Like, yeah, and they like became the movies. Yeah, like, like just superhero movies. Yes, yeah. he makes them people take oh. them seriously. 
Oh, in that yeah. way, yeah, that yeah. he like destroyed cinema. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. yeah yes. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> he, really, he did open a door, and everyone yeah. was like, "Well, we can make these movies, and they can be good, and they're all bad. They're all bad." <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny if you look back to the final scene in the movie where he speaks to Einstein. It's like the last conversation Einstein is like, well, you know, they were talking about the physical probability of them pressing the button destroying the world. And in the end, he's like, no, it's the like theoretical possibility that they had by just doing this. Like the yeah. Dark Knight didn't, you know, wasn't like he's not saying that his movie is like the biggest, most important thing, but it opened the door to other yeah, the possibility well. of just, to Zack, but, just to just Zack Snyder's Justice League. But how do you think, like, do you think that, how do you think they're portraying it? Because I was expecting to go, I didn't know much about him. I was mm-hmm. expecting to go in and just, like, kind of hate this guy more. Oh, really? But then I felt kind of, like, morally ambiguous about him. I don't know, like, because they kind of portray him in a favorable light just because yeah. mm. of his mistreatment from, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. And you feel bad for him. was out to get him, yeah. And then you kind of feel bad for him and you want to sympathize with him even though he like killed all these people and he feels bad about that. But yeah. No, that, that's what I felt too until yeah. when uh, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, I forget her name, but when she said, Kitty, yeah. you think you're trying to be a martyr and like they'll forgive you if you do this, but no, you just you, gotta accept yeah. You just accept this is what yeah. blood on your hands. And I, I found that like kind of the like the most redeeming thing because it, it made me feel like this movie knows that this guy's trying to fool himself yeah like it's because it's all from his perspective that's i think he, nolan said that the color stuff is all subjective and the uh, black and white uh, stuff even though is objective but that doesn't quite line up because the black and white stuff is so from robert downey jr's character's perspective strauss's perspective so i don't understand how yeah. that can meant to be objective when he's out to get him so much because he himself feels slighted yeah so that's kind of, but yeah, it's subjective. It's you're, he's fooling himself. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. A lot of um, if you, if you uh, you said the the script was written in first, first person. person. Okay, so then it makes very much like it makes so much sense. Yeah, until the very ending, the ending indicates that he knows. Like yeah, he is fully aware sense. of like the implications that he has. Like, it unleashed. would be cool. I mean, if I was, if, I I don't know about you guys, but if I was in his position and someone was like. You're gonna hit this project, and I know someone else is gonna do it anyways. Is is between me and them, and who goes down in history and be, becomes the guy, and he's like the scientist yeah. in the world. I would be like, yeah, I'll do it, and we're doing it for the right reasons, right? And yeah. They're, of course, they're gonna say yeah to end the world. Of course. And you'll be like, sure. And in okay. the movie, it's the the art of the beauty of cinema when the music is swirling and you get hyped up with him when yeah. he's explaining everything to Matt Damon how you can compartmentalize it and like work yeah. things out in the music mm-hmm. it's just this, this building violin strings and then yeah. he cuts to like them recruiting and you feel like oh my god this is incredible somebody uh, I'm, I'm Taiwanese faith who's like this is like the Avengers for people who like physics <laughs> like, oh, this, yeah, like oh this, yeah, guy yeah. this guy shows up this guy shows up this guy shows up but then to do what Definitely. and then it kind of drops and the the, the that was cool yeah. when you're like Einstein. Einstein's it's like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like Iron Man. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Kenneth Branagh shows up doing another yeah. r- ridiculous accent. I kind of have grown okay. to appreciate that. Oh, I love it's that. Like that so was like nice. kind of impressive accent. Yeah. 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 Oh, he does this consistently. Him. Yeah. And the Danish mm. accent is very specific, but yeah. he nailed he it. He did it. Oh. He did it well. Oh, I yeah. thought so. Awesome. Yeah. His pro row accent is amazing. I love yeah, his like yeah. yeah. He's yeah. so good at it. At first I was 
was like, why not just cast the whatever? But yeah. it's like it's all. No, acting, he wants to so do it. He's like, it, it he yeah. makes it fun, so why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he shows up playing like I guess Niels Bohr is like is a very influential scientist. What's really cool about the beginning of the movie is that it shows him meeting the German scientist who will be like opposed to him yeah. during the war. I love that dialogue. Yeah, like, the show down. The show, yeah. show down, but then you never, you never see him again. Because, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's all kept to his perspective. You don't see anything some, beyond him. Heisenberg. Heisenberg, yeah. Mm. Oh, therefore. We've spoken 12 minutes about Oppenheimer. We need to talk about We're Barbie. Without, oh, which is much less interesting overall to actually yeah. talk about. Yeah, I guess... Oh, actually, no, no, never mind. No, I don't, I don't. Never mind. Actually, there is something to glean from this. It'll be a longer episode. Um... It's what do we think about Barbie? I know both of you didn't like it. I did not like it. I just you said really didn't like it. I just I was very bored. In the cinema, bored. you just kept like, oh. yeah, I was really bored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it over yet? Looking at your watch. You had a big show of it. Literally, there was this woman in front of us crying, having a really emotional experience, and you were just going, joke was like things you like are dumb yeah and you're wrong for liking them and the women have been oppressed for so long i'm like those cannot be the same point you can be oppressed and the things i like can be still good yeah like i don't know why you had to like shit on like i don't know why does the movie argue that women do not have in, in any inherent defense against the patriarchy yeah that's why he's like <laughs> When he's like, like, oh, it's like the pox introduced to the natives. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck yeah, are you was talking like that, about? That made no sense. Stuff like that is what made me like roll my eyes and want to be so like. So this is actively like, making me misogynistic. <laughs> I know some of it mm-hmm. was like, I'm sorry, but the thing that she was like, I'm gonna make you snap out of it by explaining. Dumb, dumb. I'm, I, I, that's when the movie completely lost me. No, so I kind of agree on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like because I think Mattel were like. Mm-hmm. A big part of like creating oh, it, yeah, definitely. and I think they wanted to portray themselves in not an awful light. That they probably had a lot more decision, and I think if Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach had more freedom, they would have done a better job. Because I think yeah. because like the whole speech she does about how women of lives is so difficult and whatever, whatever, they show nothing of America Ferrera's character experiencing that before. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing where you can be like, oh yeah, she does experience that. All she experiences is like she's disconnected with her child. Yeah. Which Yeah. yeah. Which is barely touched upon. To yeah, begin especially with. when she's done that in Ladybird. Yeah. That was the whole thing, like with her mom. It could have stuff. been a bit more like even Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think there was like too much telling, not that much showing. Yeah, and that big speech is what's supposed to deprogram them. Get them. Out of here. I'm sorry, that was annoyed me so much. I was like, these women don't have any agency beyond yeah. being explain how to complain. Like, okay. Well, beyond that, the stuff that I did like, I thought the jokes were really good. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the the innuendo stuff, the beat shop stuff was oh, good. good. Ken's character was hilarious. Yes. Um, the it's the, a scene when they're in the police station and then they come back twice and she's way more out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, it's better if she wears more because you can imagine right. more. Yeah, I love <laughs> so that. Good. We were the only two people who laughed at that. <laughs> that was a good joke. And the Bill Clinton joke, which the we were the only two people who laughed at that. So and Proust Barbie, which was, yeah. oh, again, we, were, we three yeah, are the only people who laughed at the theater. That was really good. It needed more stuff like that. But I hated the Will Ferrell and the whole like, Oh, yeah, stuff he, like, that, was that was dumb. not good. But otherwise, I, th- I think it, it does, like, 
do a decent job with what it's given. But at the same time, I was just so annoyed. I was like, I know this company is trying to brainwash yeah. these kids into being like, you know what, we're feminists. Yeah. And it's not even making these, but they're obviously... We're only allowing yeah. ourselves to be lightly poked fun off at a, yeah. to a certain extent. Because then you see them rein that in when they're like, oh, are they going to be the antagonist no 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 they're not the antagonist they're just yeah. uh, helpless suits who don't understand okay. Yeah. okay i also don't like the fact that the godfather was being trash yeah it's like <laughs> oh the girls can like the godfather like, like, i don't like the godfather okay yeah as upon you know, there are other girls <laughs> who may like it and we don't want to like what did they even say out. about it I don't remember. He's like, uh, he, he, he was just very excited by, yeah. by like making him. They just explain it. They didn't make fun of it. It's no, just that they like they want guys to like. Okay, they make fun of a guy like the guys guy like to like, explain the Godfather, which is a good joke. <laughs> but I literally said that to people. Like, <laughs> exactly, you, you felt it too dark in it. Was like behind this movie, and this is the start of New Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Too targeted. Yeah, too close to home. That I I think that was the turning point where I was like, I'm gonna display how. But I But up until like the second half of the movie, I was having a really good yeah. time. Yeah, and then like, it feels, oh, yeah. we gotta do a lesson, and then, like, and we had to stop the jokes. So we had to do the yeah. lessons. It's like, it he, felt... McKenna. Yeah, she overacts so bad. Oh, she does the same thing in every single play. Like, I think the characters were quite weak in, yes. like, how much they were fleshed out. Yeah. Like, the, the teenage girl, she, Terrible. like, she goes on this whole rant of, like, how Bobby is oppressive mm -hmm. and creates all these stereotypes and whatever. And then what convinces her otherwise that she just goes... Because of the pretty clothes. Yeah. being happy with this. It's nice. Like, I don't... I don't know. It doesn't reconcile with that because they just want that model. No, the, the, the speech is dear to include the counterpoint, but then they move on past it. It's like, aha, get it? We're in on the joke too. Barbie is this. But they've, but they've already been doing that since the beginning of the movie when they're... Because, okay, all these Barbies have these jobs. I've been thinking about this point over. But all these jobs are fundamentally fabricated and fake, right? Just like the yeah. milk that she drinks, it's fake. The yeah. There is no trash to take out, but there's trash Barbies. And the whole point yeah. is to make the joke that... Uh, make the point that yes, we're creating these roles for these women, but these are just facsimiles to make them to uh, placate them and make them content, make them feel like they could be anything. But that everything, anything is hollow and fake, just as the milk that she's drinking. So the ending of the movie kind of reaffirms that and goes like, oh, and the Barbies are the Barbies themselves don't need to change or move past this. Why is everything? Why is the ending just settling back to status quo? Oh, now the Barbies are back in charge again. Everything is fine. What? 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 I'm sorry. It's, but what about the the pastiche at the beginning? Are they just going to go back to that? I guess that's done through Margot Robbie trying to become human. But what about the rest? That's when I I I really could not like I'm trying to grasp what the movie is trying to get at by the third act because from the I thought from the beginning they were making a very clear point. They're going to tear this all down, deconstruct it. But no, they didn't do that. Yeah, I think that because I I watched someone or I read someone's opinion about it and they were saying how the, the Margot Robbie should have like she shouldn't have gone back to the Barbie world with the two with the mother and the daughter she should have stayed in the human world and realized it's not that bad but all of her experiences that were so negative mm -hmm. like they were so like just you know being 
her ass got pinched. Oh, it's just about introducing whatever. her to sexism. That's the point. <laughs> men just, suck. <laughs> yeah, but then it, there was nothing good or redeeming about it. Yeah, why does she want to be human? And then so why, does she want what, to be sexually harassed again? What would make her want to come and stay there? Like they don't go into that other than being like, oh, I think I'm not right for this world, but. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think the the, yeah. the also the the cellulite makes her want to go back well to the human world. That's not a great because there's clearly like yeah. plus size bobbies. Yeah. Like there there exist like fat bobbies. Yeah. So the cellulite comes with that. They would have cellulite, but if you made it like about aging, and then yeah. that kind of links more with yeah. the the. What is cellulite? Explain for the uh, confused male audience. <laughs> cellulite's like when you have like dimpled skin on your legs where the fat is. Oh. When it's not. That sounds so inconsequential. Yeah, but then the, <laughs> if you made the reason that like aging, then it connects up to... America Ferrara's character, like being a mom and like... Yeah, and then of... also the creator of Bobby being an old woman and then all the stuff about saying the old woman is beautiful for whatever reason. Why is Rhea Perlman's character in the movie? The Rhea Perlman, she plays the Barbie creator. That she, um, that's the Truman Show ending. I with. think Greta Gerwig said it was like the Genesis story. So, oh, that's so funny. And she's God. Oh. And oh. then Barbie is Eve. And... Well, I think the takeaway is that Mattel has announced that 15 of their toy lines are now going to be turned into movies, including Hot Wheels, Polly <laughs> Pocket, I don't know, some other dumb shit. I'm surprised uh, Hot Wheels isn't already a film. I'm surprised too. They should, like, yeah, Neil Blomkamp can do that. <laughs> He's like, Alright, do we have any more to add about Barbie? No. I don't, I found, I found it refreshing. Yeah. And I think, like, I really wanted to like it. But I kind of think there was too much, like, control going on from yeah. Mattel. And how the because so many people left the project because of creative differences and it was probably mm. this like rigid kind of idea they want to promote the Bobby but mm. question it and seem woke. It, um, I love how the movie ends on the fact that a woman is defined through the existence of her genitals, which is so like <laughs> regressive. Wait, what? It, like she goes that last joke is like I'm here to see a gynecologist. Like oh you think she's here to get a job? Like no. I'm like okay. Wait, what? Yeah, the ending of Barbie. It ends with her. Wa- I don't think that means that. That's... I, no, I thought the setup is like, no, you think she's going to go to a job interview, that, and then it turns out she's just going to get her. No, isn't that check. like showing this transition of like she's a human now because Barbies don't have genitals? Yeah, but should a woman who be. But then it goes back to the Turp argument is that biologically, it's like only, you can only be woman if you're biologically female. I, which is very non woke if you think about no, it. No, I feel like you two just feel like mildly offended. I'm not mildly offended. I'm just. I'm just. I'm offended. He's offended. I just think the third hour was weak. I'm sorry, they made turn. fun of the Godfather. Exactly. <laughs> who the fuck do you. <laughs> All right. I don't know how hard it was. All right, second part. Should we take a break? Enough about Barbie. See, you're just stopping me from talking about it. We've gone over 23 yeah, enough, minutes. Enough of your woman hysteria. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get canceled for this. <laughs> this is the episode where it all blows up in our faces. <laughs> we're done with this. We, let, we gave you a few minutes to talk about the pink movie, and now we're done. And now we're done. We're, oh, it's over, you see. <laughs> oh, it's back to but talking I, about bombs. No, I, I think I <laughs> Explosions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. 
dynamite. <laughs> like Mattel had too much. Like I feel like if Guns. there was a good story hidden in there with actual like smart messaging, the United like, it hints States that in, in like the first. 90 minutes and then you kind of just yeah uh, but, well we know that both of the, the writers and directors <laughs> are competent and can tell stories well and Greta yeah. Gerwig is very good at showing like female dynamics and relationships but this just felt no it felt it fell apart I'll tell you end, what which movie is more feminist the movie that has Florence Pugh naked in it or not do we want exactly. to talk about how terrible the women characters were in Hoppenheimer oh they yeah. were great they were and great. they were a big part of it they told it. the okay? protagonist Let's everything he needed to hear and they That's were there true. to support him yeah and therefore <laughs> they were spoken they spoke when they were spoken to <laughs> and that was it <laughs> Like, oh, he shows up, he chats her up, you're banging the next scene. He that is his child away. Yeah. Because of that. his wife, his drunk mess of a wife. A drunken bro. She was a biologist and that was inconsequential. Oh, inconsequential. No, it yeah, did not matter at all. Biology or physics. Hmm. Which wins? Exactly. She's a biologist because he has sex with her. That's true. They portray that oh very clearly God. in the film. And also, her communist, feminine hysteria brings him down. <laughs> and ultimately gets her assassinated by the American government, which is what the that, film directly implies. That's speculation. <laughs> Maybe she had some woman monthly, you know, thing. <laughs> and she drowned herself in the bathtub. <laughs> we don't know. All right, break time. I can't get into the female mind. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> We're back now. Let's uh, step right up. How many reels? Seven reels for each. No, it's we do the break uh, the seven apart. And yeah, the like two. That's remember. what we used. To oh, do. that's what we were used to do. That's movies. that's that's completely forgot. Well, bring that old t- stick back. Yes. Five stars for Oppenheimer. Two stars for Barbie. Yeah, I'm two reels for Barbie. But five and two. Sorry. Five and two. So mm. the men have spoken. <laughs> I I think three. For Oppenheimer, two and a half. Wow. What? What? The rest? What? Are the, the rest so of the meals go for what the, the pretzels? Fuck? That's not seven. You count. It's five and a half. I don't want to give seven. No, the rest of the meals go to the pretzel. <laughs> the rest, yeah. yeah. Okay. Those are really good pretzels. <laughs> no, it's a bit salty though. Oh really? It was just half a star. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay, uh, and then it goes to to me for watching five <laughs> hours worth of content in true. one afternoon. Don't say content. I, I despise that. That, that yeah. vernacular. We're creating content. Oh, shut true. up. Alright, what have we been watching this week? What happened? Risa, what have you been watching I've this been week? We've been watching Bobby and Oppenheimer. Yes, but also <laughs> Justified. Hell yeah. Yeah, brother. it's what you've seen. Yes. Michelle, have you seen Justified? Mm-hmm. I was watching no. it so It's quite good. It's very, very, very good. I Timothy Oliphant, I love you. It She's feels the best. more like the novels than. Uh, the, the structure, the yeah. It immediately sets up these like dual protagonists. Yeah, and journeys. maybe because it's in Detroit, so I'm like, oh, this is exactly like the books, which is so fun. I mean, as someone who loves mm-hmm. his writing, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, let's get it as close as possible. That's why Jackie Brown is so cool. Mm-hmm. But it's also its own thing, so it kind of takes away from it. Do you think if Tarantino directed it, it would be even better? Yeah, oh my god. I, I he wish. came very close, I think. I wish. Really? Apparently, he was very close to actually directing it. Why didn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's he doesn't such want a to. He's purist, like, oh, it has to be. Able, you know. No, no, he should just untake me. All right, all right. Okay, uh, we watched the Bear season. We're watching the Bear season two. The Bear. It's good. 
quite like it. I think it's better than the first season. It's better than the first season. Will Poulter yeah. shows up. He's very funny. Um, we watched The Bear Season 2. We watched The Bear Season 2. Alright, well, what are our recommendations? This is hard, actually. Yeah, it's kind of... I have one. What is it? Little Women. No, no see, that's... That's, that's, that's I mean, good. I don't know. Never seen. I guess just because it's a good example of women doing their own thing and mm. it not being like about anything else. It's yeah. Just, but it's also in like the time of the Civil War. Bob Odenkirk plays their dad in this very amazing cameo. Like he shows up back from the war and they all hug him and he goes like, My little woman. He literally just name drops the movie. It's ridiculous. It's very good. It's very funny. Um, yeah. I, uh, my recommendation is for Oppenheimer is Failsafe. Uh, is that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say. Uh, no, no, no. Um, it's basically a alternative take on Doctor Strange Club. What if. A bomb is on the nuclear bomb is on the way, and Russia and U.S. has to negotiate to try to stop the bomb or to mm-hmm. negotiate what will happen in return. It's amazing. It's Sidney Lumet directed it. Um, it's I think it actually pairs really well with Oppenheimer. You got to see the after effects. This is about what happens after. In the worst case scenario, what happens after? Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay, I'm gonna recommend two movies. I'm gonna recommend you do The Aviator and <laughs> the Lego Movie. That's then, mm-hmm. then you get the better versions of these two. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Aviator is better, yeah. And it gets more into his mind better than like this movie does, I, think, I would argue. Yeah. All right. Well, that goes covers our recommendations. Michelle, you are in turn your uh, your charge of picking next picking week's. Next week. Mm-hmm. What are we watching? I'm gonna get the order wrong. The cook, the thief, his wife, and the his his lover. Her lover? Her lover, I'm going to assume. The Peter Greenaway. Yes, Peter Greenaway. All right, well, in that case, I I can't come up with too many words as a joke for a goodbye, but watch that. Keep it real. It's... Oh, I see. Okay. Did you you get it right? Yeah. Good. Well, we'll see you all next week then. Bye-bye. Thank you, the seventh reel is hosted by Marvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.